0: Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. Weird. Something's going on.
1: Sometimes you just gotta
0: sit in somebody else's seat. Okay. Let's do it. Do you like it? Cozy. Warm. It's not bad. It's not a little bit odd. Yeah. It's oddly unsettling, but you know, shake it up sometimes. Is that your good side? You like that on the camera more? (laughs) (laughs) There's no good side for sure. So do you want to talk about politics some more? No. Me neither. Are you done with it? I'm done. We're done on Real Talk. We're not talking about it anymore. Maybe we'll circle back to it someday, but not today. Should we talk about Thanksgiving? We're going to talk a little about Thanksgiving. But wait, there's more. I don't know if there's more. But hey, so one of the reasons that we started Real Talk, like we wanted to start this channel because we would say every week we write a sermon and we can preach what we can preach in a certain amount of time, but we have all these scraps, all these leftovers, right, that we want to talk about somewhere. And there's just, as we go through series, there's patterns and things that I see, that you Mm -hmm. see, that we feel It's like, hey, we want to talk about this Uh a little bit more. And Real Talk is the place to do it. It is. So one of the phrases that I've heard as we've been going through this series, in mostly Genesis 2, I've heard phrases about a connection with God Uh or a closeness with God, intimacy with God. So we're going to talk about that today. Is that good? I love intimacy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Before we get to that, Thanksgiving trivia, because it's November and Thanksgiving is coming. It is. Are you ready? I have a few questions for you. Are you going to grow a November beard? No. All right. No shave. Is it no shave? Is it no shave? Oh, is it December? This, okay. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, go ahead however. with your trivia. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: Here you go. In honor of Alex, let's, let's Alex, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, Alex Trebek. Oh, Why did you have to do that? It is sad. Honestly, what a good dude in honor of Alex. Okay.
0: This is easy. Start off easy. If you need help cooking a turkey, who do you call? Oh, um,
1: <laughs> I, like a special, like a
0: someone, there's a special turkey like person. Like a saying, Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. There's a turkey person. Butterball hotline. You didn't know that? <laughs> you're not going to know the answer wait, to this. Wait, wait. Let me you. ask.
1: Is Butterball the name of the company? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Is it owned by Frank Perdue? Is, it, is that a separate company? So if Butterball is not Frank Perdue answering the call. No. do you know Frank Perdue is? No. I don't you're what too You're too young about. to know about
0: Frank Perdue. Jenny, show everybody Frank Perdue right here. But just so you know, that's not who you're going to talk to on the Butterball ball. hotline. They receive 100,000 phone calls every year. Seriously? Yeah. That's kind of neat. I didn't know. What's your favorite way to cook a turkey? Um, I like the slow oven roast. Okay. What about you? You know, I really like frying a turkey. You know, I just
1: had that for the first time last year. It's amazing. It was really juicy it's and good. tasty. Yeah. But it also has a chance of singeing every part of your body. Yes, when you your...
0: drop it in there, you stand back. Do you a do long it? Ways. Do you yeah.
1: cook the turkey?
0: Yeah. You do it in oil? Yeah. I've done wow. it a few times. Did you it's call it a butter ball You have? No. You never did? PSA: You got to make sure you dry that thing oh and like gosh. every last drip, or which should be fun. We should probably do that here on Real Talk. I have a couple more questions. How many calories are in the average Thanksgiving meal? Oh, uh,
1: probably a Just daily one meal.
0: Three thousand calories. That's
1: exactly right. It's like a whole day's worth of calories in one meal. Three thousand. Yeah. Canada What's has your favorite their part own... of What is your favorite part of the of the meal? The Thanksgiving meal for you? Oh, pumpkin pie.
0: Seriously? Yeah. Hmm. Canada like, has Thanksgiving, their own Thanksgiving. Do you know what day it is? Second Monday in October. So it already passed. So they already know. have a Canadian Thanksgiving. Ooh, they Thanksgiving. did already have Canadian Thanksgiving. Wow. Americans yeah. eat... How many pumpkin pies on Thanksgiving? Uh, Three million. Fifty million. Fifty million pumpkin pies. Fifty million. That could explain some things about is our the healthcare reason we system. Have, Is the reason
1: we have Halloween before Thanksgiving is so we... Sort of recycle the pumpkin and (laughs) make a pie out of it? Good idea. I don't know. Although, if you carved it already, it'd be rotten pumpkin pie.
0: Black Friday. We all know that's a busy day for retail, right? What other profession says that Black Friday is its busiest day of the year?
1: Black Friday. Oh. Something probably sad. Plumbers. No. Uh, Oh, yeah. That is a black friday
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible
1: seriously where do you
0: alex where do you get yes yeah, you know you got family in town you filled them up with all kinds of wow. rich foods so maybe Better target walmart
1: should be selling
0: like discounted plungers <laughs> like that could be a whole thing plungers yeah
1: after thanksgiving sale
0: now you know all things i didn't want to know all right so <laughs> <laughs> oh and <laughs> We're changing directions now to being connected with God, (laughs) intimacy with God, connection with God. We talked a lot about that in this series. And practically, I want to help people because I think I hear this a lot, you hear this a lot. I don't feel God. I don't feel connected to God. You know, I believe in God. I believe that there is this higher power, that there is this creator, but I don't feel like I have a relationship with him or I'm connected to him. And I think there's even places where it's like you could point to Scripture and go, okay, well, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. They know my voice. They listen to my voice. They know me. And a person could even go, well, that's even more frustrating because I don't hear Jesus. right? I don't hear that, that voice. Psalm 119 talks about that God is a God who is near to us. You're near to us, Lord. Mm-hmm. People go, I don't feel like that. So how do you encourage How do you help somebody? What is, what's the truth in that that we can hold on, that we can point to and hold on to when we're not feeling close to God? Well, could we ask the question,
1: is there, is it ever stated in scripture that you're going to feel closeness to God? Is that a separate thing? Like, can we point to something where we go, the Bible says you should feel Mm. closeness to God?
0: Well, I mean, in fairness, the Psalms talk about being close to God in a Mm. poetic way that Mm. feels... Because it's poetic, it feels Mm -hmm. close to God. I mean, James says, draw near to Mm -hmm. God and he will draw near to you. It it, it feels like there's a proximity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a psalm would say, you know, God is close to the brokenhearted.
1: Yeah. Right? So I think, do we? how we feel it, what does that look like? Maybe different for everyone? Oh, that's good. I, I don't know. So there's a lot of people that feel a lot of things, and then there's a lot of people that feel less... Sure, based certainly. on sort of personal Personality. composition and who you're made, like how you're wired. So there's probably a segment of our audience that may, they don't even resonate with that kind of language. That's true. Feel close to God because they
0: don't feel close to anybody. anyone. Yeah. I was thinking about that actually. Like you're, you're more of a feeler.
1: Really?
0: You don't say, <laughs> right? You're more of a feeler than I am. <laughs> share, share a little more what you mean by that. Like what, what is it? No, though? you touchy feeling? Yeah, maybe some of that. Uh, nah. Well, we yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, yeah, a little bit more. You're, you're more sentimental, a little I bit am. more sentimental than I am, a little more emotionally attached yeah. to things. You're more of a feeler. So <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> that's a, not in a creepy kind of way, okay? <laughs> He's more emotionally attached to things. Than, yeah, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I don't know if I want to.
1: <laughs> so I'm more of a feeler. I'm more but, wired. So you might... In yes. relationships, so that yeah. might be how you experience God. Also, I think there's something to that. So, and I would look at you, and you're you really like facts, you really like logic, you really are someone that goes to the Bible and goes, "What does the Bible say?" And if the Bible says it, regardless of what I feel about it, yeah, and that we're wired differently that way. I'm right. going to I'm going to have an emotion or a feeling probably more readily than you will on a lot of things. So sure. that may change even how we deal with closeness on an earthly plane, yeah. and if that would be different on an earthly plane, what would that be on a horizontal plane where we can't even see or hear God? How we experience him, him may be different.
0: Yeah, but you know those moments like you're in a, you're at a concert, or you're in a worship set or something, and you're just you're singing to God, and the voices of, the church is singing with you, and, and, and you are feeling, there's something unique about that that's not replicated elsewhere. You're, you're feeling something about the presence of God. Like, so we've all experienced that, we, a lot of us, let's not say all, but a lot of us have experienced that, but we don't feel that all the time. Like, why don't we feel that all the time? And, and how can we recapture that, I think, is something that a lot of us go, we're not sure how to get there. Because I've felt that I've had that, you know, we kind of use the phrase, I don't know, cliche, but it's like a mountaintop moment with yeah. God, where you have that. Seems like such mm-hmm. a deep connection, where you feel God's presence, and we want to recapture that. Mm-hmm. But how do we get there?
1: I mm. mean, there's something in the gathering that's pretty unique yeah. that I'm not sure you could replicate. So the gathering of believers, there's something unique. I think it's why. The scripture says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. There's something unique about the presence of God in a gathered setting of people who are worshiping, honoring, listening to God. So some of those feelings I'm not sure you could replicate on a one-on-one. Or are you gonna have that same experience alone walking through the woods? Hmm. Are you gonna have that same experience driving in your car? There's something about the gathering of like-minded people that's going could produce a sense of closeness to God that's different than what's happening one-on-one or in a, by myself. Yeah. So maybe that's at play. I, I'm not sure if you're using I mean, that as a comparison. That certainly heightens the importance mm-hmm. of the gathering yeah. too, doesn't it? Yeah. I think sometimes that's why the scripture also says, don't forsake the gathering yeah. of God's people. Yeah. So even during COVID, it's been fun to regather, Right. partly because the online experience is a good one. But there's something unique about the gathering of people together in a small group or in a church-wide corporate gathering that, that has a different, literally, feel to it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I know for me, closeness to God has always been connected to certain ways and patterns in my life. So when I'm alone walking through the woods, I see a pattern in my life of God feeling closer to me because there's something about nature and there's something about how I'm wired visually and audibly, smell. I'm a very sensory person in general, so there's something about all the senses firing when I'm in nature that causes me to feel a closeness to God in a different kind of way than other settings. I'm not sure you have any examples of times where you have felt close to God.
0: Yeah, well, I think the gathering is, Like I like what you're saying, I think that's a unique thing. You know, I mean back to almost the conversation we were having a minute ago, where where I feel closest to God is reading my Bible often. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my my wife could tell you or, or you would even know. I've come into your office and been like, look at mm-hmm. this. I'm so excited about something that I read in the Bible, where I'm like, this is mind blowing to me that God is even better than I thought he was, or you know, he's even more powerful or more loving or whatever than I originally or previously thought. And I'll get onto something new. For me, there's a closest to God in mm-hmm. that. So maybe that even goes to what we were talking about before that We all have different ways of experiencing that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's something about those truths for you that jump off the page in a new way. Yeah. That that may not be how I feel closeness to God. Right. I tend to hear a truth or feel a truth in music or read a truth, and then I'm out in nature doing something by myself, and that truth comes alive because of the sights and smells that I'm experiencing all around me because I'm just more sensory oriented and not, I I don't know.
0: So Jesus says in Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? Anybody who will come and answer, anybody who will let me in, he's talking to Christians there, right? He's talking to a church that is Mm -hmm. like far from him, Mm -hmm. that's not feeling close to him, Mm -hmm. that has sort of gone their own way. I I just, I hear that and I wonder, well, Jesus, you have a unique way of experiencing God, feeling God, and, and that doesn't um, that doesn't outweigh the truth of Scripture, right? You, oh, we have to like super big caveat. Scripture first. That's the Always. primary lens. That's God's truth. Any of your feeling would never contradict Scripture, right? right. So you look through the lens of Scripture to yep. that. But it's like Jesus says, "Okay, I stand at the door and knock." It's almost like God knows how you're wired, and He's going to draw near to you in those ways. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? God knows that joe is wired for sensory experience and so he wants to meet you in that space that's pretty neat that he knows this intimately there's also
1: something too that do i want to hear someone knock i mean think about the times in your own home where if you don't want to hear a knock you don't listen for a knock oh that's good so i wonder if you want to sense a closeness to god are you eager for a closeness to god do you want to hear him knocking at the door right if he's always knocking If he always wants to be close, is it you that want also for God to be close? Right. Because if you're just blowing him off and you're not interested, and then you sort of back up and go, I don't really feel close to God. It's like, well, have you drawn near to him? Have you chosen to lean in and listen and want hunger for him? Yeah. Because that would make a difference, I think. That's good. I like that.
0: I have one of those ring doorbells. I can just turn it off. So, so you come to my house, you, you ring the doorbell. Did you do that to me that recently? <laughs> I was
1: out there knocking trick-or-treating. I think ultimately for our listeners to know as we kind of finish this out, it's, you know, I th- I think God, factually, God wants to be close to you. Yeah. And we make a choice if we're going to lean in or not. So I don't know. Maybe we finish with something like that.
0: Yeah. You find the way that you're wired to kind of mm-hmm. try to understand that and lean into God that yeah. way. Good. Is that helpful?
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Call your plumber. See you next time on Real Talk.